Well, good morning again. Welcome to the last of our At The Movies series. Uh, Albert did bring in a, a poster for this one. It's Christopher Robin. It's in the back. You'll get to see it as you leave. I get to look at it now, though, so thank you, Albert, wherever you are. <laughs> uh, this week's movie is Christopher Robin. I have to tell you, it's one of, it, of the movies, and we've got some really cool ones that we've done. This is... Uh, this one's my favorite, I, and in fact, I encourage and invite you to come on Friday night. It's really a good movie. Um, it has so much in it that we can use. Uh, but let me start with many, many of our favorite pessimists, and so let's start with this clip. Hang on a second. If you'll mute the music. Thank you. All right, so here's the clip. Leering at his lunch. Eeyore, I'm not a heffalump. Doesn't matter anyway. Headed for the waterfall. I'll be gone soon. Oh, no, not the waterfall. Swim. Not that anyone will notice. Swim, swim, swim. Just have to go with the flow. Don't worry. I'm not. Can't change the inevitable. Mustn't give up, Eeyore. I'll save you. Oh, yes, of course, I've grown up, haven't I? <laughs> oh, Eeyore! I've been at my misfortune, just like a heffalump. Hello, Eeyore. Hello, heffalump. Not a heffalump. I'm Christopher Robin. Do you remember I used to try and cheer you up? I don't remember being cheery. Just mine. <laughs> I don't remember being cheery. <laughs> okay, so not, not everyone is quite as negative or pessimistic as ER, but don't we often get ourselves worked up over stuff in our lives, right? Things that happen in our lives, things that happen to us, things that happen around us, things that happen outside of us. And, and it's kind of because this, woe is me if I don't get the right job or if I don't get the right relationship or if I don't get the right friendship or, or, or if I don't get the right position. It's all going to be, it's over. Just like Eeyore, right? It's like we have that woe is me mentality. The waterfall's just ahead, right? We're going to go off. It's going to be Niagara Falls. And Christopher Robin, I love, he's like, oh, I got to come, I'll save you. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've grown up. <laughs> he finds out that uh, the water is knee deep. And that was originally going to be kind of the primary thing I talked about this morning because I love that clip. And, and uh, uh, it, it was like, one, it jumped out at me immediately that one of the things that we could look at was that oftentimes what seems like a big deal to us is shallow water to God, you know? Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, right? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. And then I went, and I've been looking at the message a lot in conjunction with the NIV. And it, read, it, it, it takes that 5 and 6 and turns it into, takes 5 through 12, which I love. It, it reads this way. It says, trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. He's the one who will keep you on track. Don't assume that you know it all. Run to God. 
Run from evil. Your body will glow with health. Your very bones will vibrate with life. Honor God with everything you own. Give him the first and the best. Your barns will burst. Your wine vats will brim over. But don't, dear friend, resent God's discipline. Don't sulk under his loving correction. It's the child he loves that God corrects. The father's delight is behind all this. And the message of that is that big things to us are not necessarily big things to God. And when we trust in him, that raging water, that raging river that we're afraid of might just turn out to be an ambling stream. And that mighty waterfall won't be quite as scary when we reach it. And I mentioned there are a few things that jumped out at me. And so I want to go through a few of those this morning. Well, with, with me and Patty. Patty and I watched this on the way to Puerto Rico. It was a, I think we watched it twice, actually, <laughs> and took some notes. So a couple of things from the movie. It's a poo is talking. He says, what's your favorite thing? And Christopher Robin says, doing nothing. But I won't be able to do nothing anymore once I go to boarding school. This is young Christopher Robin. And then Christopher Robin grows up, and he gets a job, and he becomes overwhelmed by all that's going on in his life. And that message of do nothing turned into this message that he gave to his daughter. Dreams don't come for free. You have to work for them. He lost his childhood message of grace and freedom. As dad, he pushes Madeline, his daughter, to work hard because nothing comes for free. You got to earn everything. So grace could have been the focus this morning. Could have grabbed that one and run with it. Christopher Robin has a fight with his wife, and she tells him, your life is happening right now. It's what's happening right in front of you. See, he was so busy working that he lost his home life, and it was wrecked, and that would have led to a wonder if I could have had a great title, Life is What's Happening While, while You're Making Other Plans, right? That's, that would have been a great title to a sermon. That would, that would work. Pooh comes, of course, to save the day. And when he does, it reminded me of a passage of Scripture out of Exodus, actually. It's the I am who I am. Or I will be who I will be. When God told Moses what to tell the Israelites about who, who, who shall I say that you are. See, Pooh was realizing that, that Christopher Robin was alone. And, and so he had to go forward when I, all he's ever done was gone backwards. And the door showed up in a new place. That's, I guess, a spoiler. But it showed up in a new place. And he came through the door to the woods, you know, in the story. And Pooh immediately recognized Christopher Robin. Of course, the others don't, right? Eeyore didn't recognize him. And the others don't as well. But Pooh recognized Christopher Robin. One could say that for Christopher Robin, God appeared as Winnie the Pooh in order to bring Christopher Robin out of a state of lostness because Christopher Robin was lost. And, 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 and Pooh showed up. And Pooh said, they said, I think of you every day. And of course, Christopher Robin, that's very kind, but I don't have time. I have a deadline. Amen? And Pooh is, I do nothing every day. And he says, I can't. And Christopher Robin says, I can't be distracted and tells Pooh that he must go home. In our world, how often do we push God aside because we get so busy? I don't have time. I have a deadline. And then they're traveling together, and, and Christopher Robin tells Pooh, uh, people don't like him always saying hi, because he's a stuffed animal, so it's a little weird. Uh, they don't like him always saying hi, say, saying hi, to, uh, hi to, to the folks that they go by. And the response is, you should always be yourself, which, of course, would lead to its own message for us, be you. 
for him. And he asked him an important question. Is a briefcase more important than a red balloon? And when you watch the movie, you can consider that. See, we always have a choice. We always have a choice. Do we follow the path that's a tight squeeze, like through the door into the woods? Or do we turn around and just walk away? Because we always have a choice of what we're going to do. And Christopher Robin, being who he, who he grew up to be, said, we must do this systematically. Pooh, being who he is, says, I get there by walking away from where I've been. <laughs> Think about that one. <laughs> Pooh's scared of heffalumps, and Pooh, so Pooh, Pooh asks Christopher Robin if the people he works with are friends. He says, they rely on me. And Pooh thinks his boss is a woozle and a heffalump. And Pooh asks Christopher Robin a really difficult question. Did you let me go? Did you let me go? And I have to admit that there are times when, if God asked me that question, in the busyness of my day, did you let me go? It's a tough one to look at. I mean, I'm a pastor, right? I'm always around God, and God's always here, and I get all that. But I can get really busy. Chris Robin, who is not found at the end, and so he goes, and Chris Robin realizes that Pooh is waiting for him in a place that they used to meet. And he goes there, and Pooh tells him, I'm a bear of little brain, but you're a bear with a big heart. Pooh says, you're my hero. I'm not a hero. I'm lost. But I found you. But I found you. If anyone in here is feeling like they're alone or lost, look, God is not Winnie the Pooh, but God will meet you wherever you are. He's looking. So there's a lot to choose from in this movie, but I didn't land on any of that. I guess I kind of did. I guess I talked about that for. <laughs> Let me give you a second clip, and then we'll go where I really want to finish us this morning. Hello, Christopher Robin. Winnie the Pooh. Speaks a lot of truth. He's got a great philosophy on life. People say nothing is impossible, but I do nothing every day. No, Pooh, that's not the... Oh, never mind. <laughs> Christopher Robin, his focus shouldn't be on work and work and work. It should actually be on things that are important to him. I'm not a child anymore. I'm an adult with responsibilities. Well, that doesn't sound like fun. Well, I think all the other characters help him to realize he's living his life in the wrong direction. Doing nothing often leads to the very best of something. Pooh represents living the moment and appreciating that life is happening to you not somewhere else but here. <laughs> I always get to where I'm going by walking away from where I've been. It's about something that we could all use a bit of at the moment. Slowing things down and realizing what's important in our lives. Who is the great philosopher, you know? Oh, I do like a party. Monte. What should happen? If you forget about me, silly old bear. 
I won't ever forget about you, Pooh. I promise. Not even when I'm a hundred. We should be working this weekend, Robin. But I, I promised my wife and daughter I'd take them away this weekend. All hands on deck. You won't be coming to the cottage. Well, it can't be helped. Your life is happening now, right in front of you. What to do, what to do, what to do. What to do, indeed. Pooh? Christopher Robin. No. The tree I remember was in the countryside, not here in London. There's no opening. I suppose it's where it needs to be. That's a silly explanation. Why, thank you. Pooh, why are you here? Oh, yes, I need your help. I've lost all of my friends. Let's get to the bottom of this. Look up, Pooh. Here I come. Oh. It would appear that I am stuck. Have you just eaten honey? I have not just eaten honey. I wonder which way. I always get to where I'm going by walking away from where I have been. Do you? That's the way I do it. Hello, you. Christopher Robin, it's you. Playing again. <laughs> Let's go and see if we can find Piglet. I've already stayed far too long. Hello, everyone. <laughs> so nice to see you all again. Why, thank you. Silly old bear. I was wrong about work. I was wrong about everything, and I've got to get back to my family. Farewell, Christopher Robin. I would have liked it to go on for a while longer. Perhaps it's our turn to save Christopher. Must be Madeline. Wait, you're the bear in my father's drawings. Yes. Do you know where he is? I do. <laughs> Let's bounce. I just saw the most preposterous imposter. Look at him. Piglet. If anyone wants to clap, now is the time to do it. Oh, brother. I don't remember being cheery. <laughs> People say nothing is impossible, but I do nothing every day. No, poo, that's not the... Oh, never mind. <laughs> it's a great movie. I hope that you'll come on Friday. It makes me smile. Um, Oh, yeah, the sermon targets. It's topic. So here are a few, a few quotes. One is up here. is Action Expresses Priorities, which is by Gandhi. And another is Living in Light of Eternity Changes Your Priorities by Rick Warren. Or, and this is from Andy Stanley. We don't drift in good directions. We discipline and prioritize ourselves there. So, so I want to talk about priority. I want to talk some about that. So some scriptures for today is Luke 12, 29 through 31. Do not seek what you are to eat, what you are to drink, nor be worried. For all the nations in the world seek after these things. Your Father knows you need them. Instead, seek his kingdom, and these things will be added to you. Matthew 6, 33 says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Matthew um, 6.19, don't lay up your, for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal. And Luke chapter 10, verse 38. Now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her to help me. The Lord answered her and said, Martha, Martha, you're anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not 
be taken from her. And I love this slide because I, I relate to the Martha part of that slide because there's so much that happens in life that we need to do, but, but we lose sight of the priority of placing God first. Romans 12.2, you know, is one of my favorites. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Priority. My, my brief sermonette this morning is going to be on priority. Where is our priority? And while our priorities often shift throughout our lives, from one point they're going to be one place, and then we're going to, you know, when we grow and, and we have families and priorities change for, from one place to the next. But there is one priority that is all others need to lean on. It's the one that Corey was pointing out. If we put God first, then things can come into line around that. Sometimes in life we'll be going along and something significant will remind us of that, whether it's a, a ship getting shaken up by a car accident or a loved one passing away or a health issue like cancer or other health issues can kind of go, okay, hang on, you're not going to be here forever, Where, where's your real priority? And we quickly refocus and, and we realize where our priority should be and so we're able to, to adjust those things. Jesus tried to simplify things for us when he was asked about what the greatest commandment was, Right? Love God, love your neighbor. That's signified by the cross. You hear me say this a lot because I, I, I really want us to, to remember that. When we see a cross, we're seeing the great commandments. The vertical beam is love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all, with all your strength, with all your soul. This is reaching out to others, right? Love your neighbor as yourself. Whenever we see the cross, it's an opportunity for us to remember that we are to love. And in fact... I think that this premise, I, I hope anyway, has been a core piece throughout all of At The Movies is the underlying uh, reality that for us as believers, we're going to be known by how we love one another. You know, Jesus is very clear about that. You know, by this everyone will know you are my disciple. The new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this men will know that you are my disciples, women too. If you love one another, it's a critical piece to who we are as believers. We should be noticeably different in how we love one another. You don't have to like one another all the time, but we need to love one another and, and be committed to seeing one another better off for having been a part of this fellowship, part of our lives. Luke 10, 25 through 37 is a familiar story to many. It's the Good Samaritan, but I want to go through that as we close out this morning. Just then, a religion scholar stood up with a question to test Jesus. Teacher, what do I need to do to get eternal life? And he answered, what's written in God's law? How do you interpret it? And he said that you love the Lord your God with all your passion and prayer and muscle and intelligence, that you love your neighbor as well as you do yourself. Good answer, said Jesus. Do it, and you'll live. Looking for a loophole, he asked, and how would you define neighbor? And Jesus answered by telling a story. He did that a lot, didn't he? Jesus answered by telling a story. There was once a man traveling from Jerusalem to Jericho. On the way, he was attacked by robbers. And they took his clothes, they beat him up, and left him half dead by the side of the road. Luckily, a priest was on his way down that same road. But when he saw him, he angled to the other side 
and passed by. Then a Levite religious man showed up. He also avoided the injured man. A Samaritan traveling the road came upon him. And when he saw the man's condition, his heart went out to him. He gave him first aid, disinfecting and bandaging his wounds. He lifted him onto his donkey, led him to an inn, made him comfortable. In the morning, he took out two silver coins and gave them to the innkeeper, saying, Take good care of him. If it costs any more, put it on my bill. I'll pay you on my way back. What do you think? Which of the three became a neighbor to the man attacked by robbers? The one who treated him kindly, the religion scholar responded. And Jesus said, go and do the same. The part about this story, and you hear it often from preachers, and because it's, and it's true, Jews and Samaritans were enemies. They didn't like each other. So the Levite was a Jew who passed by the injured Jew and didn't help him, whether it was because he was unclean or whatever, for whatever reason, if he had helped him, he might not be ceremonial, ceremonially clean or been able to perform at the temple, so he avoided him. The priest who went by, it could, I don't know why, but it's the same message Jesus is giving is love your enemy because your enemy may be the one who saves you. The Samaritan is the one who would not have been, if you'd asked that religion scholar, is the Samaritan, just bluntly, is the Samaritan your neighbor? The answer would have been, no, that's not my neighbor. We don't like Samaritans. And yet, the Samaritan is the one who ended up being the example. Pragmatically, because you know I, I like to do that, is to give us something solid. Priority can be found, and you've heard me say this before because it's something that I want us to think about. These are three areas, this, and this is from a walk to Emmaus talk that asks about priority. If you look at these three areas, you're going to find out where your real authentic priority is because oftentimes we say our priority, my priority is God, but am I spending time with God? Am I spending time in study? Am I spending time serving? You know, that's how we find out where our real priority is. And these three questions... If you honestly answer them, we'll point you in the direction of where your real priority is. How do I spend my time? How do I spend my time? Where am I spending my What am I doing? How do I spend my time? What are the things that I think about? What is it that occupies my mind? And the worst one is, where do I spend my money? What am I doing with, with my money? But if you look at each of those areas, you're going to see a clearer picture of where your authentic priority is. And then, this isn't a guilt trip. This is an opportunity to look at and go, is that where I want that, my priority to be? And if not, start to adjust it. If it is, hallelujah, glory to God. But this is a tool. This is something that you can grab hold of and use. You know... C.S. Lewis said this. He said, you can't go back and change the beginning, but you can start from where you are and change the ending. So I don't know where each of us are, but I know this, that we can start from now and, and we can adjust and we can move new directions because God is with us in whatever we do. And, of course, Winnie the Pooh, he says this. He says, yesterday when it was tomorrow, it was too much day for me. <laughs> Amen. Amen.